Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Inside Fingal, the podcast that takes you inside Fingal County Council and gives you an insight into the work being done by councillors and staff to make Fingal a better place to live, work, visit, and do business in. My name is Jerry McDermott and I'm the Media and Communications Manager here at Fingal County Council and in today's episode I'll be talking to the Mayor of Fingal and the Chief Executive of Fingal County Council. We'll also have a special report on how the Council is dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic and there'll be a chance for you to win a one-for-all voucher for €100 in our competition. So keep listening. I'm delighted that our very first guest on the Inside Fingal podcast is the first citizen of the county, the Mayor of Fingal, Councillor David Healy. Mayor, you're very welcome. Thanks very much, Jerry. I suppose a lot of people listening to this would, are probably wondering, what does the mayor do? So what do you do as Mayor of Fingal? Well, essentially, the role of the mayor is, is to chair the, the, the council meetings. Um, and uh, so that, that, uh, that involves both the, the full monthly council and also the, the corporate policy group, which is the committee of the, the chairs of each of the strategic policy committees. And uh, the, the other major task is the, the, the kind of formalities um, of the council. So uh, attending functions, um, uh, meeting people on, on behalf of the council, um, uh, the, those kind of official roles, um, both within the council's own organization and with, within all the other organizations and groups uh, in the county. Now, of course, the, this year, um, since March with, with COVID, that's been uh, uh, very disrupted, um, particularly disrupted in the, the kind of more complete lockdowns. But even during during the summer, not, nothing was was back to normal um, in in that role, just as it wasn't in in any of our lives. And uh, so now it's uh, Zoom meetings and and those kinds of engagements and, and contacts. We we recently had uh, the minister signing an order that will allow you to make decisions now at, at virtual meetings. So that must be very welcome. That's right. I mean, as soon as the the the, the first lockdown started, we started looking around to see, okay, uh, if we can't meet uh, physically in a group, you know, how how, how will we will we do, do, do our work? Um, and we did start off on virtual meetings pretty quickly, but there was a kind of a legal issue raised that we wouldn't be able to make formal legal decisions at those. Uh, so this was something we and I think other councils raised with with the minister to say, look, is there any way that the that the rules can be changed? And um, they they were pretty quick about it, uh, in that they they included provision in legislation that went through the Doyle in July uh, to enable uh, basically any minister to to designate bodies that that uh, are her or his responsibility uh, for you know to enable them to have virtual meetings, and so our designation that that kind of designation order has just come through uh, last week and uh, we, we're very pleased uh, that from now on we will be able to have our, our full formal official meetings. Now we're going to have to look at it in terms of how we do it. Um, obviously our, our next meeting will be entirely online because we're, we're in a level five lockdown but we're thinking that as as things go on um, because there is a real advantage to, to meeting in person um, that maybe we'll have a kind of a combination of, of blended meetings, especially for the area committee where councillors who, uh, th- those are smaller committee meetings. Um, we want every councillor to be able to participate, um, even if they're isolating um, for, for, for whatever reason in order to protect from the COVID. And so maybe we'll have a mixture of some people present in the room and, and some people online. Um, but as, as it goes forward, we've been given the legal powers now to, to, to organise it as, as, you know, most effectively. 
And of course, as, as Fingal, we've always been, we've been online for, I don't know, 10 years or so in terms of our, the webcasting of our meeting. Uh, so it's a bit of a surprise to us to realize some councils uh, still aren't doing that. Um, but now in Fingal, you know, people will, will have pretty much the same experience of, of watching an online meeting, um, except that we'll all also be online as well. You've been around local government for a long time. I think you were first elected to Dublin County Council in 1991. Um, it's obviously changed a lot in, in the last sort of seven, eight months and that. Have you have you seen a lot of other changes in, in the time that you've been a councillor? Uh, not really. I mean, the, the, the system has, has uh, the, from a, a legal structuring point of view, it's it's improved in, in some respects with the strategic policy committees and, uh, you know, um, they both kind of, our better structuring of the, the councillor's input, but also opening up to uh, community and uh, the business and the, the other stakeholders uh, to, to give them a role on, onto the SPCs. Um, but the, the basic role of the, of the, the councillor is, is, is still similar enough, and hopefully, hopefully working better. You, you mentioned there um, earlier area committees and strategic policy committees. Would you be able to give the listeners just an idea of what an area committee does and what a strategic policy committee does? We have in Fingal, we've, we've the, the county divided up into, into three area committees. And the, the one that I'm on is the Hoth Malahide area committee. So we're a committee of seven. And uh, what basically all of the kind of local issues uh, which we're bringing forward as councillors or officials are, are bringing to us and to, 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 to get our input on or our, our legal approval of, um, they come to the area committee first. Uh, if they need a formal decision, the, the, the area committee, um, I suppose, is not the decision-making body, but it will make a recommendation to, to the full council. So at every monthly council meeting, we have an, a, agenda items which are reports from the area committee and uh, they're typically just approved. But obviously, if there's something controversial, uh, w- w- you know, they, they mightn't be approved or we could we will definitely go into a discussion and uh, and have a vote or make a decision. Uh, but basically, we're expecting that most of the work uh, of discussing things with the, with the local area character will be done at the area committees. And, and that that is how it works. The Strategic Policy Committee focuses on the policy issues. So rather than trying to get into the details in a, in a full council of 40 people of uh, you know, uh, a tree policy or a housing policy or a climate change policy. Um, there's a smaller committee made up both of councillors and of, of uh, community and, and uh, other outside stakeholders, uh, and they get into the details. Uh, so we've got a tree strategy which has gone on public display, and uh, that's coming from the, the Environment and Climate Committee. Uh, the Environment Climate Committee is also responsible for the, the climate strategy, uh, so both worked on developing the details of the, the, the climate plan and looks at the, uh, does the oversight to say, okay, what progress is being made? How are things going? Uh, what challenges come up? And then if there are issues which need to be taken to central government, it will make a recommendation um, or, you know, any, any kind of changes. And if there's formal decisions needed, then they go as a recommendation to the full council. To which, which makes the ultimate decisions. You're one of 40 councillors on Fingal County Council and that. What, what, what's the role of a, a councillor involved? Like, like what, what's, what is there to it um, and that besides attending meetings and that? Well, essentially in the legislation, we're the responsible for setting the policy of the council. And I suppose we're the, the, uh, one of the, the, the conduits between the public and the community organisations and uh, 
the, the, the decision-making processes uh, within the council. So at our, our, one of our most important roles is to adopt the county development plan, which sets out the policies under which planning decisions are, are made. But the council development plan also sets out the, the, the work which the council itself is going to do and, and how it's going to do its work. So when you look at, at a lot of issues, such as the, the way that, that uh, communities are, are laid out and the way that roads are designed, again, say in our tree strategy, the, the way we, we plant and, and look after street trees, um, in terms of the council's housing functions, uh, we're responsible as councillors for uh, both approving new housing schemes, but also setting out the, 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 the scheme of, of letting um, so the, the system whereby which priority is, is, is allocated to people on the housing list. So we have no kind of input directly, for example, in that instance, it's a, it's a good example. We don't decide uh, who goes where on the housing list and, and how it's, how, you know, uh, exactly what's next and, and who's coming next. But we do set the policy, we set the system, which is imp then implemented by the executive. And that's the, the, the essential distinction within the system, really, between the, the reserved functions and policy functions, which we're responsible for, and then implementation of those, um, which is up to the executive and to where, we, where we don't have a, a direct role. We can, we can kind of give our opinions and so on, but uh, we, we don't decide, for example, you know, who's the next person to be offered a house. And I suppose if uh, anybody wants to get in contact with a local councillor, they can go to fingal.ie and there's a full list of the councillors on it and uh, also their contact details. Um, just finally, um, David, you're mayor until next June. Um, what do you hope to achieve between now and then? The, the, the big areas which collectively I think we as a councillor are committed to are probably, it'd be fair to say, housing in the sense that we are a, a, an agency for delivering social housing. Um, we're committed to, to doing also cost rental housing uh, in some of the areas that, that we're develop, developing ourselves. And uh, part of our role then, of course, is supporting affordable housing agencies um, in delivering other social and cost rental housing and uh, in ensuring that, that private housing is, is also being developed and making its way through the planning system. So the, the, the priority there is, is to make sure that the areas are are safe and um, that they're suited for children to, to get around in walking and cycling, that they've got uh, playgrounds and, you know, all the local facilities that people would expect that they're connected to public transport. The climate change action plan and uh, one of the, the emphases from a, a national and an international level is the, the fact that a lot of the things we need to do in order to uh, decarbonize our economy and, and our society are, are local actions. And uh, we've signed up to uh, the Covenant of Mayors uh, on Climate and Energy, which is a commitment to reduce our emissions. And we've produced a climate change action plan in order to do that. So uh, a, a big priority, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is to implement that plan and then to develop further steps in, in that area. The, uh, another thing I'm interested in is, is, is water. We've got a problem with water quality throughout the county, and we can go the whole length of the the, the county and sea, raw sewage going into the sea. So we've been raising that with uh, Irish Water in particular, which is responsible for, for a lot of those. Um, but we as a council are responsible for some of the implementation of the Water Framework Directive, where we're seeking to achieve good status for all our water bodies. And uh, so that's that's another area, which both locally in the whole of Malhide, but also the whole way up the coast and inland along the rivers, 
Uh, I, I, I'm going to be pushing for us to, to do better. So plenty plenty to do between now and June. Um, that's it. Um, yeah. Mayor of Fingal, Councillor David Healy, thank you very much for being our very first guest on the Inside Fingal County Council um, podcast. And I'm sure that we'll be talking to you a fair bit over the next few months. Thank you again. In each episode of Inside Fingal, we're going to have a special report which will give you an insight or a better understanding of a particular piece of work that Fingal County Council is engaged in. So for our first special report, we're going to look at how Fingal's Community Call Forum has responded to the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Nicola Ryan. With Ireland now at level five on the government's national framework for living with COVID-19, Fingal Community Call Forum is once more at the centre of the community's response to the pandemic. The forum was formed back in March after government handed local authorities the responsibility for coordinating the work of agencies and volunteers on the ground and ensuring that members of the community needing assistance could get it. One of the forum's first tasks was to introduce a community call helpline as Brona Corrie from Fingal County Council's Corporate Services Department explains. The purpose of the Community Call Helpline was to give those in need of support a free phone number that they could contact us on. The helpline is manned seven days a week by our customer care unit and when our agents receive a call, they take the person's contact details and details of their request for assistance. That's then passed on to our community department who assign the request to one of the agencies or volunteer organisations. According to Linda Ennis of the community team, the requests they have received have been varied. Our role is to assist members of the public in accessing non-emergency and non-medical supports and advice, and also the collection and delivery of food, prescriptions and other medical supplies, as well as delivery of cooked meals. We are also able to refer those who may have been isolated from other social contacts to alone so that they have someone who they can speak to. A lot of the work on the ground during the first lockdown was carried out by GAA members, with clubs throughout Fingal rallying to the call for assistance. Here's Dublin GAA Chief Executive John Costello. Our clubs are rooted in their local communities and there was a great response from clubs right across Fingal. Even though the demand for assistance eased off during the summer, there was still a lot going on and our clubs and volunteers are ready to help out again during Level 5. Level 5 is going to bring new challenges for the Community Response Forum. While the focus during the first lockdown saw assistance being provided for those cocooning and vulnerable members of the community who were able to leave their homes, The current lockdown has a much broader reach, according to Fingal County Council's Director of Housing and Community, Margaret Garrity. During Level 5, there will be a major effort to reach out to isolated persons, regardless of their age. Um, People can ring or email the Community Call Helpline and we will put them in touch with organisations who can offer them a variety of services. Alongside that, our sports office will be working to activate community groups and sporting organisations as part of a national physical activity campaign. Our arts office and our community office will continue its work in promoting creativity and community spirit and support across the county. And our libraries will continue to provide services online with their YouTube videos and deliveries to older people who are cocooning. Um, I would ask everybody to to check Fingal County Council's website for ongoing updates in relation to COVID and the support that the local authority is offering. Fingal's COVID-19 Community Response Forum want anybody who needs help, knows someone who needs help or would like to offer help to ring the helpline number or to email covidsupport at fingal.ie. That report was by Nicola Ryan. Further information regarding the Fingal Community Call Forum, including a list of all the organisations that make up this very important group, can be found at www.fingal.ie. 
Another regular feature within the Inside Fingal podcast will be our news roundup, as we take a quick look at what has been happening here in Fingal County Council. Our first news roundup is presented by Fergal Maddock. Thank you, Jerry. Mayor of Fingal, Councillor David Healy, has joined the elected leaders of the three other Dublin local authorities, the Health Service Executive and Angarda Siakana, to issue a joint appeal to Dubliners to redouble their efforts to slow the spread of COVID-19. They have signed an open letter calling on people to take personal responsibility for their actions and work together to reduce case numbers, decrease the rate of infection and to lower the numbers being admitted to hospital. Members of the public have also been urged to follow HSE public health advice and guidance in the ongoing battle against COVID-19. And so remember that Fingal's community call helpline is still open. If you are feeling isolated or lonely, don't be alone. The number to call is 1800 459 049 or email covidsupport at fingal.ie. Housing, active travel measures and greenway infrastructure are key elements of the three-year €760 million Euro capital programme. 233 projects across all seven council divisions have been identified in the plan. A total of €334 million has been set aside to deliver housing and meet government targets, while €146 million has been earmarked to deliver active travel and greenway infrastructure, such as the Broadmeadow Greenway, the Sutton to Malahide Greenway, the Fingal Coastal Way and the Royal Canal Urban Greenway. Chief Executive Anne-Marie Farrelly has described the programme as an ambitious investment programme across all areas of the county and that despite the challenges that have been brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, Fingal County Council is committed to fulfilling our mission to be a great place to live, work, visit and do business. Full details on the plan can be found at fingal.ie. And finally, moving on to our third story, the rollout for €4 million Euro scheme to support safer cycling and pedestrian movements is underway. The funding was part of a £55 million allocation by the National Transport Authority under the government's July Job Stimulus Plan to support local authorities' response to COVID-19 challenges and assist with their work to equip local communities and businesses with improved walking and cycling infrastructure. Work is already underway on the Hartstown Huntstown Road in Dublin 15, which will see the creation of a five-kilometre segregated cycle track to provide safer cycling routes for local people to access schools, recreational areas and local businesses. Over the coming weeks and months, work will also commence on schemes across Fingal, including Malahide, Nall, Swords, Baldoylhoth, Lusk and Skerries. That's it for now. Don't forget to check on our website fingal.ie for all the latest news and updates throughout the month. Our next guest on today's episode of Inside Fingal is the Chief Executive of Fingal County Council, Anne-Marie Farley. Anne-Marie, thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. It's almost a year since you were appointed as Chief Executive, so what's the first 12 months been like? I've been in this position since May 2019, actually, so just as Paul Reid left to go to the HSE, I took over from him in an acting position. Then I was permanently appointed in November. I suppose it's been a bit of a whirlwind. First of all, um, I was appointed to the position um, quite suddenly when Paul moved to the HSE. Um, and I took, so over a weekend basically, I, I was appointed um, into the position and approved by council. That moved on to November. Um, big attention by myself to ensure that we continued our work programmes and also to, to begin delivery of some new initiatives that I had in my own mind. So when I was permanently appointed in November, that gave me the freedom to, to move ahead um, with my own agenda. 
Um, and I had a big focus on the delivery of greenways and of housing. And I suppose that, that was a really good plan until COVID hit in March. Um, and whereas we've been trying to keep to those programmes, um, obviously COVID did have, a, have an impact on us as well. Has it really changed your, your work from a day-to-day point of view? The, the main issue for a local authority, for Fingal in particular, is that we are an essential service. So when I mention work programmes, pandemic or, or otherwise, we do have to make sure that we continue to work on behalf of the citizens of the county, that we d- deliver housing for the, the people of the county where it's much needed, and that we're on site where, when it's safe to do so, to deliver all of the infrastructure that's planned for the county. Um, it's required a really agile organisation, very adaptable staff, and I've been really pleased at how well we have adapted, um, but it's been challenging as it has for every organisation. You've spent your entire career in local government and have been with Fingal County Council since it was founded back in 1994. What are the big changes you've seen in that time? Um, I think as an organisation, I suppose the whole digital transformation has been transformational. Um, it has allowed us to work remotely this year. And before that, I suppose it has, has allowed us to become more efficient at what we do and allowed us to spend time on the important things um, to make sure that where there's a better process to get the job done that we implement it. Um, right now, we're able to answer all our customer service calls from home, for example, that's, that's purely because of that digital resource that's available to us. Um, separately, I suppose, in terms of Fingal, the big transformation, I think, has been the growth of the population and the economic growth. Um, thankfully, um, our economy is quite good. Um, we've had created a lot of jobs in that time since 1994. Um, the population, of course, is now at 300,000 incredible growth of our towns and villages in the county. Um, I think we're well known now as Fingal, which again back in 1994, people we had to explain where Fingal was. But I think North Dublin is now a very popular place to live and work. Um, some of our seaside towns and villages are um, lifeline to people at the moment as they have a good quality of life. Um, they're spending more time in the county. And that's one of the benefits of this year is that people have realised how important their local area is, how important it is to have good facilities on their doorstep. Um, and that's, I suppose, just to thank again our staff who are out there maintaining open spaces and public spaces um, this year um, in challenging times, but making sure that we can offer a good quality of life to all the citizens. I think, I think when Fingal was, was first formed back in 1994, I think a lot of people mixed it up with Finglas and, and Finglas County Council and, and that, which, which probably caused a lot of confusion in that. You mentioned in your answer there important things. What, what are the important things for the council? Um, well, from my perspective, it is important that we have a good quality place in the county. So it's a good place to live when you walk outside your front door, that um, our service, our maintenance level is good, um, that we offer good quality spaces for people to enjoy recreation in the likes of our regional parks and open spaces, um, that we, I suppose, attract and grow our economy, so attract good business and good jobs and try and prevent the need for people to have to travel outside of the county to work. So growing our towns um, sustainably, um, making sure that as we deliver housing, we have we have the capacity to deliver jobs as well. And then I suppose from to maximise 
all the attractions of the county. You know, we are a count, uh, coastal, rural and urban um, county, which is, is a really attractive place to live, but making sure we get the best benefit from all of those characteristics um, and have people know about it, you know, have people know that the, if that you're within a small number of kilometres from the coast in any place in the county, while you can have a very high level job um, in the likes of the urban areas of Dublin 15. How does the relationship work between, on one side, the 40 councillors who represent those 300,000 citizens of Fingal, and then on the other side, the 1,500 employees who work for you and the council? Um, Well, I think all of our employees understand how important the councillor role is, and it is the connection to the local citizen. So ensuring that we work in unison where possible um, and work to the needs of the local area and I rely very much on the councillors to bring to me exactly what what their local communities need um, and also to help me plan the county in a way that, that suits the area, suits the people who live here and suits the economy. As Chief Executive, you, you probably touched on it already, but what are your priorities over the next few years? What do you hope to achieve? Um, well, I suppose in the immediate term, I want to get to a sustainable way of living um, with the public health crisis um, and that means that we, I need to focus on each local area in the county to make sure we make improvements that will support the local communities and also support the local businesses in the county, making sure that they have a sustainable way to stay in business and offer any supports that a local authority can to those businesses. Um, we need to make sure that we can provide homes for people. Um, I need to work um, as a social housing provider to ensure that happens, but also to ensure that the infrastructure is in the county that allows the delivery of housing, both by the private and the public sector. Um, the Fingal Development Plan is our primary strategy for delivering the development of the county. That process commences in March of next year. That's really important to set the future development goals for each of our areas. Um, So I'll be approaching that in the context of emerging from a pandemic, but also knowing that there's an undersupply of housing, that our economy has suffered a major shock, and the fact um, that we need to plan the growth of our economy again in a way that we hadn't envisaged this time last year. Um, But I suppose it is timely that our development plan commences at the beginning of 2021 um, and that gives us the opportunity to have a new plan and a plan that reflects the times we're living in. So what what, what challenges are you facing? Um, I suppose from a resource, financial resource perspective, we have um, some challenges now that we hadn't envisaged at the beginning of the year again. Um, Our costs have increased as a result of COVID. Our income has reduced. Um, Our ratepayers are going through an enormously difficult time at the moment. Um, We're home to the international airport for for the country, and again, they've had a huge shock this year. So I think we all need to plan the recovery of of the the area together. Um, I'm already speaking with our third-level institutions, with the airport and with others, to, to look at what the new economy might look like and to plan for that. Um, to look at those um, of our communities that have lost their job and see what training they might need in order to 
to um, get back into the workforce. It's early days, of course, we're still living this um, shock that is the pandemic. So it's a matter of being agile, as I mentioned before, and being able to adapt and to recognize things uh, things will be different. They may be better, they may be worse, or they may be the same, but they'll be different, you know. So we do need to plan for that that new reality. And, and when you look into your crystal ball, do you, do you see any opportunities down the line? Um, well, I mentioned one of my key priorities were greenways, and that was from the time I, I took up office. Um, I mean, the, one of the key advice for COVID is to walk and cycle where possible. Again, the coastal communities of Fingal, the, the amenity that offers to people if they can cycle along the full coast. A bit, we can evidence that right now where people are cycling between Baldoyle and Port Marnock, a very heavily used greenway that opened during the pandemic. Um, so th- I think if we can continue to deliver that infrastructure, and we're really ready to do that because we've spent the last number of years when I was Director of Planning and Strategic Infrastructure trying to get those projects underway, doing the planning and design. So we're now ready to move on site with um, the likes of the Broad Meadow Way between Donabate and Malahide. Um, the Fingal Coastal Way will be going to consultation shortly. That's from Donabate right up to Meath. And again, the opportunities are immense, but also um, immense from a tourism offering, but more importantly, um, such a valuable amenity to the people that live in the county. That will help us, of course, deliver um, more sustainable towns, um, deliver appropriate densities in our towns and villages. Where there's good quality amenities, we still maintain that good place to live. And of course, uh, public transport is a, is a, is a big uh, topic within, within Fingal because an awful lot of people live in Fingal and maybe work in, in the city centre and, and that and, and need public transport. There's big public transport projects coming down the line like Bus Connect and Metro. Work is, is well underway with Metro, in fact. Um, the design of Metro has been ongoing. The planning application will be made, as I understand it, towards the end of next year. So that's really welcome for the county. It's something we've been looking for for a number of years. It's going to provide a 20-minute journey from Swords into Dublin City, that connection to the airport. Um, and also it helps us grow Swords in a sustainable way. We're planning for that already. Um, planning to move to a population of 100,000 in Swords. Um, we've published a number of master plans for some development land in the in the town, which will allow, I suppose, both the growth of um, housing, but also some economic growth. So we do envisage a sustainable pl- um, town in Swords where people can live and work, but also have access to the city centre and to the airport. Um, it will, of course, provide um, accessible transport for the towns further north in Swords as well. Um, and I suppose it, it's useful to just understand that the likes of the M1 um, is a major transport hub. It stayed busy even during COVID, you know, so that, that need for public transport from, from Swords. Um, right into the city centre will allow Swords to develop as a conurbation of Dublin and to be um, a successful part of the Dublin region. And just finally, as I mentioned earlier, you've spent your lifetime working in Fingal County Council. Is, is a council career something that you would recommend to young people out there who are maybe thinking of what they, what they want to do? Oh yeah, council career is such an interesting job. You know, you can you can work from housing to transportation to operations to communications. Um, you can be you can come in under the admin stream or the professional stream, be a planner, engineer, architect. Um, 
look at our heritage in Fingal, such an interesting job for anybody, any specialist in that area. Um, from a planner's perspective, you're going to be dealing with the, some of the biggest projects in the country. Um, dealing with the citizen can be such an interesting job as well. You're dealing with some of their most fundamental needs, such as housing, for example, but you're also maybe providing some of their, their recreation needs through our open spaces, um, the likes of the parks professionals that work here. Again, if you were a parks professional, where else would you like to work other than the likes of Malahide Domain or Newbridge House, you know, some of the most beautiful parklands in the country. So, yeah, really interesting place to, to work. I've never regretted a moment of it. And some really good colleagues and um, that we understand the opportunities that are presented from a career perspective here. So I'd encourage anyone to come in here. And I've worked here from the mid-80s. Um, and, yeah, really, really enjoyable job. That's great. Well, Amory, thank you very much indeed for joining us on the uh, Inside Fingal pod podcast and good luck with everything in the future. On each episode, we're going to host a competition and for the first episode, the prize will be a €100 Euro one-for-all voucher. If you can tell us, who is the Deputy Mayor of Fingal? That's who is the Deputy Mayor of Fingal? I'll give you a hint. You can find the answer on the Fingal.ie website, where you'll also find a lot more about Fingal County Council than we can tell you about on this podcast. You can email your entry to podcast at Fingal.ie. That's podcast at Fingal.ie. And remember to include your full name and address. We'll announce the winner in the next episode of Inside Fingal. That's all we've got time for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have any comments or suggestions, please email podcast at Fingal.ie. Remember, you can follow Fingal County Council on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn and also at Fingal.ie. Until the next time, goodbye and stay safe.